Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jabberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestle Mania. Alongside for the writers, JC, we have entered Go Home Edition of War Games and Schmaz. I'm sorry, Survivor Series. It feels like a schmaz every time I look around. Well, I don't care about any of that. We're going to get to that. We're also going to get to the cult of personality. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC hopes come true. All that to come on the program. Maybe a little AEW too. But yeah, we got a lot of schmazzy schmaz to hit too. So uh, let's get it rolling. You'll always be in my shine. Mwah. You know what the people want? Right out of the gate? I gotta wake up. Right out of the gate. Wow. Let's hit it, bro. Wow. It's been too late lately. You know what? The Firefly Funhouse debuted a new universal title. Yes. The Miz TV thing happened where Miz and Daniel Bryan together is always gold. And we got an additional Firefly Funhouse. It's true. So you know what? Two Firefly Funhouses. Double the music. How? You get a little bit of a sweat here. I know, I can tell you. Sweat, wet workout. Let's go. Oh my God, this is too early for me. I, I can't. Anyway, so we have the Firefly Funhouse. The first thing, right off the bat, we have the new Universal Championship in electric blue. It turned blue. It turned blue. I laughed very much because I thought the the part the portion of it where he was a magician and spun around in like slow motion with the cloud and everything. Well done, loved it. There was something about it that made me wonder why he didn't use the hurt or heel gloves. I thought that was kind of a missed opportunity when I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that the the belt's been hurting since it looked like a fruit roll up for the last two years. However, you get to this you know electric blue. I'm curious very quickly what your thoughts are on the blue. Like it or love it? Um, it's fine. You didn't even hear at what first, I said. No, no, no. At first when I saw it, I was like, oh, it looks good. But then the more I saw it, I was like, it's too blue. But you know what? It's, it's too it's, blue. It's semantics. I don't care. Too it's fine. Blue. It looks better than the fruit roll-up. Are you upset that it wasn't a custom-made championship? Not really. I think I am. I, I think I am. Because I think they, they do that. Like, why it's a guy who definitely deserves it for sure. But at the same time, it was like they had to get the raw stank off that shit and the Seth Rollins fucking yucky yuck poopy shit off it. That was, and so they just they turned it blue because that's what you do. The mountains Abadi. turn blue. Abadi, Abu die. Yeah. So there it is. I, you know, there's not really a correlation between blue unless it's just you know for SmackDown purposes. I do like the side plates. It's very interesting that the Fiend's side plates are there instead of you know anything like Let Me In or anything else like that. It's kind of like you know an homage to the the whole Firefly Funhouse thing. I would have liked to see a Firefly Funhouse on one side of the I'll Fiend. I'll keep on the saying other. it because you're just gonna keep saying Firefly. Flyer, flyer. Fire, fire, fly, flum, I'm tired, man. Give me a break. Fire, fly, fun, house. I know the backcracker is loving my flippity flop, flop, flippity flop, flop. That's fine. But look, so then we get to this whole point where he's talking about how I'm going to be watching my favorite show, Ms. TV. 
and he does the yuck, yuck, yuck thing. And Daniel Bryan. Who so, says Ms. TV sucks and is the worst thing ever. What a jerk. It's true. You know what Daniel Bryan is? Fickle. He is. Yeah. He is Fickle Bryan. Although the, the Miz had a little, like, it, it was weird. It's like you said. The Miz has been in, like, cryogenically frozen for the last six months. <laughs> and then it seems like they're gently thawing him out. Uh, so they're doing this whole thing with the Firefly Funhouse. And then, sorry, they're doing it with Miz TV. And then it gets interrupted by Firefly Funhouse. And this is the part that I enjoyed more than anything. Bray Wyatt just going, yes, yeah, yes, well, so yes. So here's, here's what I love about it is because, so they, you know, they do the whole thing. He gets interrupted. And it's it's so interesting that he remembers everything, saying that the Fiend remembers him turning on the family. Turning on the family. Now, again, I'm going to say something that is going to upset, you know, JC over here. But if you remember correctly, Daniel Bryan officially turned on the Wyatt family in what particular match, JC? Steel Cage, Steel one Cage. week after they did it. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so, Steel Cage match. Interestingly enough, I don't think it's going to happen at Survivor Series, but I do think Bad. at some point no. in this, there is going to be some type of steel cage. I, I, I'm sorry. There's just... You can stop. Uh, stop! When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut! I'm going to start not using That's like it. Voldemort. You can't say it. It's two words. Voldemort is one. Steel cage. You can make it one word. Okay. Voldemort. Steel cage. You're terrible. Anyway, that is something I'm throwing out there. Hashtag detective knows, but that's fine. I think that's definitely the something detective does have a nose. You're it does. About that. I have a big nose for this. I sniff it out. So <laughs> here's the other part that really is interesting <laughs> to me. Uh, so then he talks about his, you know, the, the one thing that I will say that we didn't really get to talk about very much is that when he was debuting the new championship, if you look quickly, he pulled out a giant chest and he was rummaging through everything. Like he was showing yeah, off. Yeah, that was cool. Which I, which I really said, I, I want to play with toys. Which to me, thought that very much, I, did, I didn't think it's going to happen, especially now that uh, Mysterio and Brock Lesnar are no holds barred, which we've talked about on this program. It doesn't mean a goddamn thing anyway. But there was a part of me where he says, I have a lot of toys to play with. I thought that we were going to get something in vain. Ambrose with, Asylum match? Yeah, some type of weird... Maybe at TLC. Maybe. I think I think that's where they're headed, honestly. Yeah. I think that they're going to say something along the lines of, like, this isn't over. There's going to... Like, I, I, I foresee this match not having anything. Where, like, when we go into the predictions, I don't think it's going to be schmaz. anything. It's gonna, well, this whole night is going to be schmaz. But I think it's going to be a lot of, like, Daniel Bryan's going to get the mandible claw and then kick out or whatever and then just start hitting him with a chair or a ladder and be like, okay, at TLC, they're going to be fighting a TLC match, da, 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 whatever. I think the match probably won't even start. It'll be like... Daniel Bryan's in the rain, lights go out, he comes out, mandible claw, and then schmoz. But it's interesting, very quickly, let's go through this as we're talking. Uh, in, in this particular chest that he pulled out, a blonde wig, interestingly enough, you think to yourself, what could that possibly be? I don't really know, but I was thinking about, is there a trick or is there a, a treat even saying that this is maybe somebody else down the line that he is going to go after? Charlotte Flair! I doubt it, but... You never know. But you look at it and you go, who else is on the roster? And all I could think about was just like, uh, blonde hair, Triple H, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> not going to fucking happen. <laughs> Always in the shine. What a stud oh, team Jesus player. Christ. Anyway, no, but the other, the other thing, too, is that people would draw comparisons to the Liv Morgan thing, which you guys got to let that fucking shit She's go. She's on the wrong show, bro. She got to let that fucking shit go. Sure. There was a horn, which I thought was funny as well for clowns. <laughs> but that's, uh, and interestingly enough, when he grabbed the saw, I thought to myself, okay, that to me was the most telling thing because I thought, hey, you know what they could do here? They could do a bunch of cool things where they could put Daniel Bryan in a saw-like position where they had to like have him handcuffed to a room. Yeah, he's not going to saw his leg off, but I'm just thinking there's a lot of cool things they can do with the Fiend, right? Like they can put him, they can put Daniel Bryan in an uncomfortable situation, which I'd Daniel, be okay with. 
I want to play a game. Seriously though, think about like the, here's here's what here's what they need to keep the recipe of this thing going that's going to make it successful. I don't care about the match. This entire thing is all foreplay. And then when you get to the match, it doesn't matter. Oh that's, boy. That's what it is. Yeah. We're talking I last week. I see where week this of, is going. No, 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 no. Last week was all about sex, baby. This not so much. Nasty. But Daniel no, but, Bryan and foreplay, that sounds you're like a Saturday night for you. Oh, Jesus Christ. I walked right into that one. Anyway, <laughs> so here's the other thing that was very telling to me very quickly is that we get to a point where Daniel Bryan says, no, I'm not going to fight you, you know, whatever. Coward. And then, of course... I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> uh, so then we get to the whole point of like, okay, Survivor Series, we're going to fight, blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, Bray Wyatt starts going, yes, yes, yes which yes. again is telling as well. Because if you remember back when, when Daniel Bryan turned on the Wyatt family, that was the, to me, the breakout moment for Daniel Bryan because the whole thing that Stephanie McMahon would say, that uh, Triple H would say in interviews and stuff like that, the yes chan is just like the what chan. Anybody will do it. Anybody can do it. But that was the first time when you go back and you watch that, Daniel Bryan was in that cage and he was controlling the crowd. He slowed the crowd down for a yes. And then they were all in unison with him. And then he brought him up. Yes, yes, yes. So it was interesting that they played it again from the different perspective of he doesn't want to use the yes anymore. And now Bray Wyatt wants to be the yes. It's interesting to me because there's so much where they're flip-flopping kind of little things here and there for each other. You know, like Daniel Bryan is kind of in that Bray Wyatt position a couple years ago. Now The Fiend is kind of playing that Daniel Bryan card. Like, I've got all your little things here and there. So it's very interesting, very telling. I think this is definitely a rush job. It feels like it. And I'm definitely... It's a stopgap for Bray. I just... I am so... I'd be so much more entertained by this if there was more lead up to it. That's just the only thing I'm watching. Well, like I think this is a two part thing. Absolutely, I think, it, I think it's it's gonna be a Survivor Series thing, is just the beginning. I hope so. I hope we get. Uh, I hope we get to at least you know one more pay per view after this. I, I think, think it's will. necessary. So that's where I got right there. There's a lot of things that are up in the air, but I think there's definitely a lot of things that could be happening, and I'm curious to see where we go from here. There Speaking you go. of up in the air. Arcane got carried to the rain up in the air. I love this entrance, by the way. This should be King Corbin's entrance, as long as he's going to keep being King Corbin. Like that, that was regal as fuck. It was amazing. I loved it. And that dude has so much heat. The one true heel in the entire fucking wrestling world, Baron freaking King motherfucking Corbin. Like, Mother? oh, it's so good. Um, I'm going to skip over a little bit of what happened, and we're going to go to the good fun match, which was G and Ali versus the Glorious. Ali G. I forgot. Somebody actually made a Photoshop of Ali G from the... the Shorty the, G and Mustafa Ali. Ali, Ali G. G. I, I, again, I, those two, I think, are a lot of fun together. Um, the Glorious have proven to be a really, really good tag Royalty team. Royalty check. Thank you. Yeah. I like That's it. I told you I liked it. Yeah. We should use it, and we're going to use it until they start using it. But I, yeah, I thought it was a fun match. They put the Survivor Series thing on the line. This is the one. They, they've done a lot of this the last few weeks, and I feel like a lot of it's been forced. But this one made sense because King Corbin's saying he's the captain. He wants his fucking goons on there instead of his, the two little midgets. Wow. And he didn't get what he wanted. You said little midgets. Yeah. That was not – one, that's not PC. That's two, not I can't I'm a over... little midget, too. That's why I love these guys. Uh, okay. Comparatively to the other people on this team, uh, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and King Corbin, they're the little midgets. Okay, anything else on this? Are we going to move on? I'm not talking about that fucking dog, if that's what you're talking about. Doo-doo. Doo-doo. Here comes the big dog. The big dog, Roman Reigns. Oh, we're going to save that for later. But I just (laughs) wanted to hit the button. Sorry. Look, there's other things that we can talk about on this show, but go ahead. Go ahead. 
B team, B team, Gabagulak. Jobbers, jobbers, jobbers. Oh, man, that jobber <laughs> alert thing is going to be on red fucking fire today because yeah. there's so many. We'll save it. But this one was uh, number one. But uh, whatever. It was a segment like Bron's doing whatever. But backstage, you know, Daniel Bryan's off doing something else. So it's like, where does Sammy and not go next? Well, it seems they have a big monster problem. Could this finally be the time that Braun Strowman wins a singles title in WWE? Is it too little too late? No, it's not. Like I've said before with him, at this point, like, they, it's proven. Whenever they decide to, like, put him, take him out of the box and put him front and center, it doesn't matter. Like, this is what they've been doing with Braun. But is this going to be his first stepping stone? I think it'd be, I think a mid-card title run for him for the near future until they decide to he send him towards the team. He a tag champ. I was singles champion. Oh, okay. Well, look, the, the, here's the thing for me. He's not the greatest in-ring performer. No, but he doesn't have to be. No, he's no. A spectator. He's like he's like better Big Show. Oof! Wow. He is. He's got the size, except for he's way more athletic and he's funnier. Okay. And I love the Big Show. The Big Show was great for what he was, but Braun is better. I'm sorry, he is. He's a freak. I bet you Braun hurts more people than Big Show, though. Uh, I bet they both hurt people. Eh. I think Big Show had a little bit more finesse. I'm not saying he's better. I'm saying he had a little bit more finesse. Uh, he probably had a little – he was probably doing it longer because you're comparing to the end. But at beginning Big Show early in his career, I would say it was a little about the same. Okay. Well, neither here nor there. That is a giant conversation for another day. Just saying. Anyway, moving on. I think there was a lot of interesting stuff here. I, uh, I'm i not necessarily loving the idea of what happened on Raw a lot of it, but uh, – what did you like on Raw then? Because there are a few good things. I will say very much that I was super enjoying one particular ma- – actually, there's not just one particular match. I actually enjoyed – as much as we give him shit, I will say I will put the <laughs> the man gets credit that I'll just say up into a certain point. I enjoyed Al- uh, Ali. I enjoyed CN because I'm going to call him CN because it's just – Andre Cienno! And Seth Rollins. I enjoyed that. I thought it was a little was bit a of a lead up. And again, I, I appreciated the other thing. The one thing I didn't understand, and we'll talk about more in the heat, I'm sure, was the over the overarching theme of tag team for Survivor Series people facing each other. Like, I didn't understand why yeah, that was necessary. Because it was the same thing with the, the other board. match, like Owens McIntyre. It's like, why is this happening? It was a good match, though. Right. So we're gonna. But s- it, did it end? No, no. Yeah, but that was, so was like, weird. so like that's the other thing too is like, so we'll talk about probably these matches more on the other end. But I will say like, I really loved Buddy and Tazawa. That was yes. fucking incredible. If you go watch one match, in my opinion, this week, you go back and you watch Buddy Tazawa because that was a lot of fun. It was good. You know, it was great, and I enjoyed that. There are a lot of things that got schmazzed all the fuck up. So I mean, I really you mean can't... everything on Raw. Yeah, I mean, so there was like you said, Mac and KO, and like other things. Like there were there are some things where I was like, okay, this is a good match, yeah. and I don't have a finish. And I think the same thing. Like we can even bring in the tag title match from SmackDown. Like it was a really good match, and then Undisputed just run in and schmazzed it. It was that's I'm getting starting. To, we can talk about this in a moment um, more, but like. I'm starting to get a little – I'm glad Survivor Series is this week because yeah. I'm getting fatigued with everything being like this. But I will say the one thing on Raw that really stood out to me is, you know, with AOP, yeah, you know me, just beating the shit out of Iron Hawkins. They finally showed up. So now we're finally doing something with them. They look big and badass in their suits. Seems like they're going to uh, jobber alert those motherfuckers next week. But uh, I'm glad that they're here because – once we get past Survivor Series, I'm ready for some real feuds. Mm-hmm. And them and Viking Raiders, I don't know if it's going to happen right away, but oh, I that's a feud it. I want to see. Royal, maybe TLC Royal Rumble. And I'm, maybe, fi- I'm, I'm fine like, with yeah. that. I'm yeah. fine with that. Don't need to rush it. But I'm just like, those two teams, like, we could have some pretty, 
pretty gnarly matches. I would love to see those those four go at it in like a, a tables match yeah. or something like that. Something destructive. Yes, that would TLC be like would be a perfect spot for yeah. them. Yeah. I just I'm wondering if you cool like if you uh, you can't cool down AOP though. They need some. They need a- some. Well, that's up the thing. I, I think the I the problem is, is I think that. Those two are going to face off a TLC, which means they're going to run train on everyone else in the division leading up. Which, mm-hmm. whatever, it's fine. And AOP is probably going to win those titles. Because as good as the Vikings are as champions, I think them chasing AOP is the better narrative. But we'll we see. We always say, you know, baby faces got to chase. And that's yeah. it. So, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, it's just it, there's so much where we've talked about earlier before we started. It's just like we want to talk about it, and then there's such All a right, crap. So. We're doing it. Okay. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. What wow, schmoz would you like to start with? I mean, this is the house of schmoz. I mean, yeah. it really is. Like, Survivor schmoz. It is. It really, like, I just, I'm looking at all my notes and I go, great match until blah, blah, blah. Schmoz, schmoz, Like, so here we get, we, we have, like, the tag team match with the Revival and New Day. Great tag team wrestling match. Enjoyed it very much. It was absolute textbook stuff that you enjoy until Undisputed Era comes in and the locker room clears out and yeah. the whole fucking deal. And again... Is what it is. Like that's just it is what it is. I'm I'm over it at this point. I'm just over it. And then it was just like, not that this is the, the same thing, but again, Bailey has a promo with Sasha talking about stuff, whatever. Then they have, you know, Nikki going out there doing whatever she can, but then it gets thrown into an eight woman tag, woof, like whatever. It's just there's so many things on this and thing. And that got schmaz. Yeah, it, it's just everything about it, and I hate like this whole like brand supremacy bullshit. What bothered me the most about that one in particular on SmackDown is that. You know, we're really towing the line here because for War Games is the night before Survivor Series. Right, and it's terrible. And a lot of these people working together are opponents. And the one that's most egregious to me was Shayna Baszler working with the members of Team Ripley on SmackDown. Yes, exactly. They had done a good job up until this week of keeping Shayna separate. And even on Raw, it was her and her two goons there on their own. But on SmackDown, it was like she was with them. And that, to me, like, that's where I'm like, no, that can't. Because Shayna's a different type character. I can believe the baby faces, like, fighting for their brands and putting aside this other shit. Because, like, they're baby faces. That's what they're supposed to do. They're, like, milky white. They have whatever. They have no brains for themselves. But Shayna Baszler is a smart, methodical, evil heel. She wouldn't be working with this. She would do whatever benefits her, taking out Bailey and Becky. So I... That was the one for me that I think was the most egregious. And I know TJ and DJ, DJ, TJ and DQ are the ones that saying like, oh, you know, like brand supremacy is a big deal. And we put all that shit aside. I'm telling you right now, the only reason I care about brand supremacy. Not for Shane Baszler. No, but the thing is, is for anything for me, anything about brand supremacy doesn't mean shit if there's no stakes. There's literally nothing like nobody's winning Stakes and weights, baby. But yeah, well, we'll talk about that in a second too (laughs) once we get to the jobber alerts because there's 45 fucking of them. But look, there's something about this where I, I, I tend to agree. I'm like, you know what? As much as I listen to Eric Bischoff's podcast every week, he does make a good point. Like he does have some ludicrous things to say, and like some things he's just he's just not with it. But he makes a lot of sense to me. It was like, okay, why are we fighting for something? Like, yeah. what is the cause for it? Like the fact that you beat Raw and SmackDown to me, and at the end, if you're like you're the big deal, like if they have a scoreboard the whole night, I think that's going to be stupid. And for, I think in terms of for NXT, it makes sense, and that's why I'm glad for the most part they've been the aggressors because they are the brand that is looked as the minor leagues compared to them. And I love the fact that they're being like, we're the main roster, I think, for that. But for Raw and SmackDown, it's just kind of like, why do they give a fuck? And I I think they've kind of told that story a little. Like, you saw it in the Triple H promo on Monday, him being like, yeah, no one's coming out here to save you, KO, because they don't care. And it's one of those things. It's like, these guys made the big leagues. They got their big check. Like, why are they coming out? Whereas NXT guys are seen as the grinders. So I think kind of they've done a good job of it. But it's just like... 
for Raw and SmackDown, it's just not as believable for me. And then, in, I don't know. It's I'm ready for it to be over. I'm excited for Sunday in an, in an aspect. But also, I'm just like, man, this is going to be a lot of schmoz. It is. And the, the thing that's the problem with it was like, here's here's what I don't like. And I know people are going to be like, well, suck it, Nestle, because that's the way it is. But there's something about wrestling for me. And I know like sometimes you need a DQ or a count out or you need to get some out of some yes. way. You need, you need the schmoz. It is a good device. It, it's a, a good lot device to get out of something. Yeah. But I feel like they always book themselves in a particular way where nobody can win anything. Yeah. And it, it, especially most egregious, especially because I'm going to hit his laugh <laughs> with him. <laughs> It's like he can't lose, and if he has to lose, it has to be like we got to make sure yeah. that he looks good. And it's just he has why? to literally murder someone it, and still lose. Exactly. And the thing is, is like, I'm, and I'm not comparing this in in a way. It's just because it came into my head. But at the very least, there's nothing wrong with losing if you do it correctly. Like, exactly. And so, look, I'm not saying that AEW is anywhere near Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. I'm not, and I'm sure people are gonna, you know. Compare and whatever. I'm not saying that. But on the flip side of that, when I watch AEW, I'm like, you know what? Here's Kenny Omega, the fucking best belt machine. The dude keeps losing, keeps losing, and he's having a psychotic breakdown. I will believe that because I'm interested in it. AEW has the formula for making it like wins and losses. The way they're doing it, like it's still a little like there's a lot of gray because they do the weighted wins and losses, which I think makes sense because your upper echelon people are going to be fighting upper echelon people. You can't have like, say that librarian guy wins five jobber matches. Like that shouldn't be equivalent to like one John Moxley beating Kenny Omega. Like I think that makes sense. And they have the formula. In terms of that, the reason, that's the main reason why I've enjoyed AEW so much so far, even though I think their talent level is so much lower especially when you get to the middle and the bottom, is just because, like, I understand the system and I understand, like, okay, these are the guys, like, this makes sense why this is happening. Whereas, for example, on Raw, um, Ryder and Hawkins were supposed to have a tag title shot just for getting their first win in, like, 80 years. But instead, Randy Orton just says, oh, me and a partner are going to get a tag team championship shot. It's like, why? Like, that doesn't... There's no so you're telling me that any superstar backstage should be like, yeah, I want a tag title shot, even though they've never been in the tag team division, they haven't earned it. Like, that's the kind of stuff that really like where I lose it, where it's just like, why is this happening? Like, the titles, I think you devalue them that way because then you're just being like, oh yeah, this random person gets a shot. It's like no, right? They should have to earn these in some way, and at least in AEW, even if they're not doing number one contender matches. They're like, like you're seeing it. Like this person does this many wins, so they've earned a shot, or they've earned a shot to have a chance to earn a shot. You know, absolutely. I, I don't disagree with you, JC. I, there's other things too. Like when you look at it, you go, okay, tag team wrestling is in the main event, or there's a lot of tag team wrestling in, on Raw or SmackDown, which there are. But if you look at it, it's not meaningful. Like you said it's not meaningful, and it, it is. It, when I look at it, it is they'd rather put stars in a tag team match than they would than true actual tag, tag teams. teams. You know, the tag part. teams can be a star together. Absolutely. Like, that's what the Street Profits have become. Yes, Montez Ford is a shinier part, but the star is the Street Profits as a tandem. Right. Like, Dawkins does enough of what he's asked to do to make them a unit that is a star. The Usos became a star together. You know, the New Day took three guys that were very good and made them into a mega star. As in, like, when they, for a long time, the New Day was the best thing in the company, period. Mm-hmm. And it was the collective unit. It's upsetting. It's very upsetting. It's frustrating. I, 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 yeah. It's just like, it's looking at more of this. It's like, if you're going to break up Seth Rollins and Andrade, who are you going to use to break it up? Oh, yeah. The fucking Lucha house party? I know. Like, you could have picked anyone. Like, I, I was watching that and I was just like, huh? 
Huh? There's just so much chicanery. There's so much shenanigans. There's so much schmaz. That's what it is. Chicanery, shenanigans, schmaz. That's what it is. Put it on a t-shirt. That's what it is. When I don't know how to finish a match, I'm on a schmaz. You know, that's what it is. At least they didn't have the pinatas. Pinata! They seem to have dropped that shit. Thank God. Well, who knows? Who knows? But I mean, like, I, I looked at all my notes for SmackDown, and it's like, oh, we already pissed through everything because that's what we talked about. But then you get to other things like, I, I hate to fucking do this shit, but like, you get, I'm literally looking at everything, and it's like, we get to the KO thing. They don't even finish the match. They just go to commercial break. Yeah, and then you come back, and Triple H just, like, yeah, it's... Like, it's like, these are not these are not the participants you're looking for. Like, that's exactly what it felt like. That, to me, was... I, I was so, I had to rewind it and rewatch it, because I was like, was there... Did they, there wasn't... Because KO hit the stunner, and then instead of, like, the pin, like, Triple H's music hit. Mm -hmm. But then, like, it, there wasn't a bell or anything. There wasn't... Because they never attacked. It was like... It was it's weird. frustrating. It's so very technically, frustrating. I think KO won by countout because McIntyre left the ring first, and KO was just in the ring by himself. I think it was just it, these non-finish finishes are just killing me. Like they don't insult my intelligence. You know what? Not I, you. That no, no. I know. I'm I know. talking to them. I know. But the thing is, the hard part for me is like I I want to defend wrestling. Like I love wrestling. Like, oh, yeah, it, I will defend it. Game. Doesn't mean I can like it. All but right. I'm looking at this going like, okay. You look at all these things that that occur in this thing. Like it, it just. The fact that KO and, and all that stuff happens, and then Seth and Andrade happens, and then you fucking get to the tag match, and all that fucking shit happens. It's just, there's so much unnecessary garbage. Like, I get that you could have you could have had somebody attack Zack Ryder. Like, for instance. They did. They had AOP attack. No, no, no. Here, no let, let's say this. <laughs> Instead, have Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins be attacked by a SmackDown or NXT person and then have them interjected into... So then you have SmackDown and Raw in the main event or NXT versus yeah. Raw in the main event. And then the other one could jump. So like if you got if you had taken out Ricochet and Randy and you would put in, let's say, a SmackDown team, then you could have had NXT surround the whole thing. And then you would have had Raw, SmackDown, at a disadvantage against all of NXT. And that would have looked cool. Instead of this fucking whoop, 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 whoop at the boom, boom, boom. And it was just like, I understand like chaos is a, a certain thing, but when I was watching it, I went, there's so many things that are B effort that could be A effort, but there is just somebody over there just goes, eh, good enough. And you know what? Yeah, we're all boned up because NXT's interjected in this thing. And, and it's that in, is the tough, right, it's fresh. That's the line that we're towing because it has been exciting the last few weeks seeing all the NXT people, especially as NXT fans yeah. and like the, the, the those of us that watch all of the programming, not just the main roster stuff. It is exciting, but at the same time, it's just I'm just so fatigued with it because it's like, what is what is this accomplishing? You know? But and it, here's here's you know what? Well. It's not really a hope. I'll just I'll just blow my load here. But the, this is the thing that brought that bothers me the most thing about it is like Survivor Series in general. If they do a fucking scoreboard at the bottom right hand side or left hand side, we've been asking for that for years. I I'm just saying if they do that, it makes no sense because what is it? Where are the stakes? Right? Bragging rights, bro. But I hate that fucking thing. Like there's it doesn't mean anything. Like oh I lost. Okay, no big deal. Like well, let me there, put it this way. There's nothing there. Y you probably been in like fantasy football leagues with your friends for no money it's for bragging it's one of those things like that's what they're going for it just rings hollow because they only care about it this month here's 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 why i don't understand it in a world where there's championships there's contracts there's certain things to uh, aspire for becoming and having like a king of the ring or whatever royal rumble winner all these things they're all attached with some type of either there's a trophy a belt some type of recognition Having recognition be that I am the best brand to me means nothing because NXT, 
Raw, and SmackDown are all under the WWE umbrella, which will always be the best brand. I don't give a shit about what Raw or SmackDown or NXT does because it's infighting. That's not the in, that's not the image I give a shit about. It means nothing to me. When I'm looking at AEW versus WWE, and if that ever got to a point in which they were actually comparable, then I would be like, okay, I want to know who's better. But you, saying somebody's better inside of like a certain company, to me, doesn't mean anything because there's no merit to it. It doesn't mean anything. They're not saying that NXT is on the same ratings as SmackDown or Raw. This well, that, is, that's like, these are the things that are on, doesn't mean. Anything. I think that the only way, the only foot they have to stand on is the NXT thing because they are the disrespected. They are seen as the third brand, the minor brand. Yeah, but, but the Raw, it was like last year, like Raw versus SmackDown. Raw won every match except for the pre-show with the revival and the USO studs or New Day, whoever it was. Yeah. won the tag match. That was it. But it was like a Raw clean sweep. But it was just okay. So you're telling us that you just like Raw's better, but it's right, and so there's, and I assume that NXT has to win this thing in some form or fashion. If somebody said to me the other night, you really think NXT is gonna? I think they, I, there's one match I think they win. So here's so here's the thing, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later in the predictions. I'm gonna throw this out here, so you have to listen later. I apologize. Is there somebody that is major on N, uh, sorry on Raw or SmackDown that will change sides and go to NXT? That's probably something that they haven't really talked about. But if you look at certain things, when the people attack certain things, Triple H gets a certain facial expression. Like last night, we'll 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 talk about it later. But there are certain things that I'm thinking about. They teased it with KO. There's certain which things. makes me think it's not going to be. No, him. no, no. But I'm saying like <clears throat> there is something like that could possibly happen. And at least for that, I'd be interested in that. But they have not done that at all. You know what I mean? They, well, they, they haven't they even did planted on Monday. that. But they haven't planted saying something like, "Hey, Raw, SmackDown, somebody on your team." is coming to NXT. You say that one line, and then you use Raw, and you use SmackDown to be like, which one of you fuckers is going to turn on me? Which one of you, you fuckers? And you then know, you fight each other. You know, That's what you, makes sense. You know sense. what you do? If Adam Cole is in the men's five-on-five-on-five, on five on five, and he's like the last one, and it looks like he's about to win, you have Finn Balor cost him. That's okay. what I would do. Have Finn Balor turn on NXT, because he's already gone down there as a heel, and that sets up Finn Balor, Adam Cole, which I think it's Cole Champa, but like I think that's the one to me that I would want to see because Finn Balor, like helping the main roster to beat NXT, I think would do more than an NXT person helping uh, the main roster. Okay, that's just the way I look at it. Because the KO thing, whatever, it's just like, what is he going to do in NXT? I, you never know. He's not doing anything in Raw and SmackDown. He's so. going to be doing stuff on Raw. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, he's but going to but be. do you see what I'm saying here? We just literally, like, I just made more sense out of Raw and SmackDown fighting each other. If you yeah, we do that, that every week. Line. But it's just like, that's that's it. Like, that's that's the shit that drives me up a fucking wall. Where the answers are there. I'm not as smart as anybody in Stanford, Connecticut. There are much more intelligent people. Much more people who have more experience. But if somebody like me, some schmuck from fucking, you know, you know Timbuktu can sit here and tell you anything. Like, then it's just, if I can do it then I expect well, you to make that same so conclusion. This is something our boy Billy says a lot. It's Because we talk about this in our old work, and I know we talk about wrestling with him too. It's just when you're one person and you have an idea like you just did, you follow it through and it can make sense. But when you're in a room with like 10, 15 people and someone has an idea, it gets schmazzed with everyone else's ideas. And instead of having one clean-cut like story, you're having a bunch of people's input that's creating this like 
wavy road where it isn't always going to make sense. And that's what I think happens in creative is sometimes I think with these storylines, they need to streamline it more to be like, you're paying all these people individually. One of them needs to have the lead and sure they can take input, but they need to be the ones making the decision. You can't have people coming in over the top changing things because that's where things get blurred and aren't really as fleshed out as much because it's suddenly not that idea. It's that idea with like five other ideas combined and that's murky. That's what happens. You see any corporate setting, like you'll see it, most people see it where they work, but especially like that's what it feels like with WWE is there's too many fucking cooks in the kitchen, man. Too it's many frustrating. Cooks. It's frustrating because again, you, you don't even have to entertain me with something new sometimes. Just give me what I want. Give me what I want. You know, like that's what I need. Sometimes I just want a good old fashioned like revenge story. Cuck storyline? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think that's that. a good way to get into it. Is, um, I knew you were going to fucking do that. Yeah, um, Lana. F- um, Flub and Lana. She filed for divorce. No one cared. She got a restraining order for 90 miles, 90 days, and then eventually said 90 feet. Like, I'm sorry. I'm so flustered. That, like, that was like, who wrote this and thought it would be good? And then her execution, horrible. And then poor No Way Jose. This man deserves better than to be a jobber in this freaking storyline. What's up, jobbers? Jobber alert. Like, it's just, if you're going to do this to this poor man, at least give him his fucking conga line and let Lashley beat up a bunch of them. Like, this, poor taste. Poor No Way Jose. That's all I got to say, because this storyline sucks. Poor, luckily, Rusev was as far away from possible of it this week, but poor No Way Jose. He deserves better. 90 miles. I don't even know if he's allowed in Massachusetts that night. I don't even know. I'm sure you can find it. I'm sure <sighs> there's more stretch, but I just it's just funny when you think about it. 90 miles, 90 days, 90 fucking feet, whatever. It's just, it's just, ugh. And here's the thing. We talked about it in this program. You brought it up every fucking time. If you click on that fucking YouTube clip, you're the fucking problem. Yeah, but see, the problem you're is the problem. it's not wrestling fans. It's non-wrestling fans who yeah, see it. Yeah, because they see sex. And that's, that's what, what they're it is. going for. And that's why we're Because they're fun. all horn dogs. I just like... Can why we not just... just go look at porn? Don't bother going Even to fucking Even if these YouTube. guys have the match of the year whenever they're doing it, I don't know if it's worth it. Because, like, what we've had to go through with this, so these, like, poor Rusev, like... Oh God! If they he better get a fucking world title run after this shit, man. Oh no! Oh. Never gonna fucking happen. Never gonna happen. They'll give him well, the United States. Since you're saying that, I feel a lot better about it. But never gonna happen. Rusev will never ever. We're gonna talk about the after. U.S. title in my hope shortly. All right, anyway, yeah, I was just gonna say he's never gonna fucking get the world title at this point. It's liar. Sucks. Rusev versus Brock Lesnar Royal Rumble. Rusev wins. Yeah, right. Bobby Lashley wins the Rumble. We redo the storyline at WrestleMania. You're gonna tell me. <laughs> you're gonna tell me Brock Lesnar, who came up to Heath Slater, says, "I don't give a fuck about your kids." He's gonna sit there and go, "I don't give a fuck about your wife. I'll fuck your wife too." Like he just seems yeah. like that kind of fucking guy. There you go. You just you, Rusev's gonna get her back, and go. then she's gonna there get Brockified. Hey, it just uh, ugh, all this stuff doesn't make any goddamn sense. None yeah. of it. Yeah. None of it. Send out Lucha House Party. That'll make more sense. God. There's a lot of jobber alerts. I don't want to keep hitting the button, so I'm just going to fucking fly through yeah, all these Yeah, give me uh, the quick jobbers. First off, it's not really a jobber alert. It's a jobber knocker alert. Our boy Ray Ray, if you look in the background while Becky was punching a security guard, there he was, coiling cable. <laughs> my boy, Ray Ray. Loving him. So if you don't follow Ray Ray of the JK on Twitter, free shout out to my boy Ray Ray. Killing it always when it comes to WWE doing anything backstage or camera related. A wonderful gentleman, even though I've never physically met him. Uh, we're moving on. Uh, let's see, let's see. We got jobber alerts here. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Eric Rowan. Uh, Eric Rowan. Oh, God. He was facing Alex Malcolm. Jobber alert. Poor fucking guy. Uh, the more that we do this fucking thing with the, uh, the cage. I like it. It's, I'm you're, into you're, it. I'm so in with I'm your into tax. It. You're so taxidermy. It's, I'm, I'm, in, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fucking it. in with it. And if it's not taxidermy, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> oh, so fucking I mad. Because I said it because Nicole was sitting side by side with me. 
And it's funny listening to she she gives her commentary during the whole night, and I said the whole thing about taxidermy. And she's like, "Why can't it just be like a f- what the fuck did she say?" She said something that was like even better, and I, I wish I had remembered it. But she was just like, "Oh, I wrote it down. Thank God." And she says, "Why isn't a fucking tarantula?" And I was oh, like, "Oh God!" I was like, "You know what? That makes a lot of sense too." And if my wife calls it a non wrestling fan, I'll be kind of horrified. But it, sometimes you need the outside perspective to be correct. But your wife might watch more wrestling than most wrestling fans. I think so. so. She might I, have to be a wrestling fan. She now. She might be. She might be a closet wrestling fan. Although I'll talk about later. She made she made uh, one comment that I, I have to talk about on this program. Uh, so look, th- yes. Yeah, so we had the job alert with Alex Malcolm. The Iconics got jobbed out in 45 fucking seconds to Char Bex or whatever you want to call him. I don't care. Best friends, teacups. You know I don't what? give a shit. What my takeaway from all this was, Becky needs to challenge her badly. This It's not going to be Charlotte. I, she is not. Charlotte's the only one. Who else on Raw? Did you see who's on their oh, fucking yeah, team? Oh, yeah, that's a bad one. They had Sarah Logan on Team Raw. Woof. I forgot she existed. It's literally the Raw women's division is Becky, Charlotte, and Asuka and Kairi Sane. Yep. And then it's like. Nobody cares. Yeah. There's nobody on Raw. There's Natalia. Nobody Fucking All the cares. other women are on SmackDown. So bad. So fucking bad. It's bad. Natty gets a no pop. Uh, she's kind of a jobber at this point, but who gives a fuck, right? Like, uh, she might have won, but I don't really care. Did no, she, she won. Oscar won. Yeah, so Asuka fucking uh, beat her ass, Asuka too. continue. Like, yeah, fucking. Kabuki Warriors can do no wrong right now. And then, of course, we talked about the B team because they get yeah, jobbed yeah, out, whatever. Yeah. There's, there's so many fucking things. Oh, yeah, sorry. Very quickly. Uh, Kevin Tibbs and Kip Stevens, uh, jobber alert, lost to heavy machinery. Did you hear on the commentary what Graves said? No. He's like, how can you take anyone seriously whose name is Kip? Another <laughs> shot at AEW. I fucking love this. The only way WWE takes shot at them is like with their jobbers, like the one who looked like Cody. Yeah. And Graves just says something ridiculous on commentary. I love that because AEW like literally like, like does it blatantly with their top stars. WWE just does it in jobber matches. It's great. I think that's pretty much everything. I've kind of exhausted all that whole bullshit, so let's move on. You're my only hope. Go ahead. Shimmy, shimmy, yeah! Will be the topic of my hope. Oh, no. So because he beat um, a jobber alert, he beat Carl Anderson. Hey, um, cut that shit out. Uh, he beat a jobber, Carl Anderson. Cut that shit out. He gets another title shot for the United States Championship on Raw next week. Now, we've seen this a few times with AJ, with like Cedric and with uh, Ricochet, where he's facing some of these younger guys and having great matches with them. Ricochet did get the title from him, but he eventually got it back. Cedric never got over the hump. Well, we've seen Humberto Carrillo, as Charlie said it backstage, um, Lordy lose once for the U.S. title, I believe, was at Crown Jewel. So he's getting another one. You'd think like this, he's either getting it or he's not. My hope is, you know what? Pull the trigger on this guy. They've done a good job, for the most part, introducing to someone that most people just didn't know or never really saw and making him look, like, fairly legit. Like, he definitely, there's some flaws in him, but I think if you gave him the U.S. title now, I think it would benefit a lot for him long term because I think if he just loses, then you have a chance if he's just going to nothing-nothing land, kind of like where Cedric has been the last few weeks. But, you know, AJ, the good man's bulletproof. He literally is bulletproof. He can take losses. I think this is a good young star who could really benefit from beating AJ clean in the middle of the rain. So my hope is that Humberto Carrillo, shimmy, shimmy. Yeah, we got a little shimmy on commentary. By oh, the way. I heard that. I popped big yep. time for um, it. J- J- I'm telling you right now, Joe is getting over. Like, I told I, you. Joe put this man over. Yeah, but Joe, Jabberknocker is seeping into people's brains and hearts. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening Shimmy, right shimmy. Yeah, baby. So, yeah, I hope he wins the title. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. Uh, let's go for two in a row. 
Let's go, baby. Let's go. My hope, well, I was going to say something specific about the uh, NXT taking over thing, but we'll, we'll worry about that, I guess, in the goddamn finish. But here we go. My hope, very interestingly enough, is something that we were clamoring for, also getting to a point where we just don't want it to fucking happen anymore. We get Buddy knocking on Alistair's door, and Alistair finally walks out. <laughs> Comes out like a fucking idiot. Like, I was on the toilet. You know, like just fucking, who fucking dare He's a really bad actor. Oh, yeah, it's oh, bad. God. It's bad. So here's my hope is that we're finally fucking ending this thing, and I am getting to a point where I just want this to be a feud. I want this to be a back and forth thing. I don't want it to be Alistair Black gives a spin kick, dead, you're done kind of thing. I want Buddy Murphy. He's impressive. He beat, you know... Uh, a couple of guys here and there already on Raw, and that's where I'm interested in him. I think Buddy's a good size matchup, too. Even if Buddy has to, to hand Alistair his first loss via countout, DQ, or... Ooh, I would really like that. You know, something something different where it makes Alistair upset. That's what I would enjoy, because this is a mid-card feud where I am looking at it going, give me a story. Okay, he's he said, pick a fight with me. Now the guy knocked on his door and ran away, and you came out with a huff and a puff. And now we're going to have this thing. He came back after his match. He was ready that time. I'm interested. Keep me interested. Make this worth it. If it's a fight they want, then it can't be a normal wrestling match. Like, give it something special. Maybe it's something in the back. Maybe it's something like they, they, they go in the street fight. Or maybe they go to, like, a dungeon basement in an MMA cage. Whatever. Give me a fucking blood sport. Like, give me no ropes. Give me something with barbed wire. Whatever you want to do. Like, no, blood sport has no ropes if you look closely. But it's just, give me something like that where I'm just going, yes. Give it a fight. Like, you, you've accentuated for months in these garbage backstage Photo Ugh. drop from 1990 promo where you've got to pick a fight with, with me. You know, like, let's fucking pick a fight then. Let's have this thing go everywhere. Let it be a fight. Not a match. Not a match. I'm not talking about match. I'm not talking about an exhibition. I'm talking about a fight. I want a fight. That's what I want. I want this to be a feud, a fight. I want it to be a blood feud. Because, quite frankly... Buddy's getting a little bit of an up, and Alistair couldn't be colder. And I can't deal with it. I cannot deal with it. So there we go. Give me something to sink my teeth into, because right now we got Black and Buddy, and they need to do something. They need to do something now for both of them to be elevated. And this is what it could be, these two. I'm excited. So Don't you would say me. you want to fight? I want to fight. Right. Yes. There it is. My hope. Give me a fight. Don't call it a comeback. Is that a lawnmower? You kind of like started. You were like, vroom, 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 I don't know. Vroom. I just, I just felt it. Yeah, um, it was weird. Look into my eyes. What do you see? Oh no! You're gonna the start. cult of personality. <laughs> it's clobbering time, baby. On FS1, 11 o'clock on Tuesday nights. There you go. I had to think about it for um, a second. You know, I hope for him to come back on Raw commentary last he week. He did. Uh, close enough. <laughs> It happened like eight hours after He's we recorded. WWE adjacent. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He works for Fox, whatever. Don't care. Don't care. Um, he says he's going to change the culture. I'm curious to see what that means, but I think he deserves a comeback. Look it. I, like everyone else, love CM Punk when he was around. But since he's been gone, I have gone so hard at ripping the man because I just hate what he left us. He left us these fucking stupid little bitchy fans who just chant his name for random points whatever they want. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Now he's back, so now whatever. But in terms of, like, this is what I want him to do. This is what I want him to do right now. I would love to see him in the ring again. Like, I'm, I'm sh like I think it'd be great, obviously. He's, he's, I don't think so. But like I said last week, for him, 
His like just the way way he left. I don't know if he's ever gonna do that. But you never know. The paycheck could be big enough. I wouldn't be surprised if we got Punk Rollins at some point. Um, we know Seth is like itching for that, and hopefully Punk would just beat him one, two, three in like a jobber match. But uh, yeah, um, CM Punk gets my comeback because I think it's, it's exciting. It gives that show something extra. He's not gonna be on every week, but it gives it something extra where like. Pretty much any wrestling fan, like, we've talked to, like, we all really like the show because they blur the lines. Like, they talk a little in kayfabe, but it's a lot of more of, like, the reaction, like, Christian or Paige coming straight out being like, yeah, this sucks. Paige being like, Seth, you suck right now. You're boring, but it's great. It's that something we've been asking for under the company brand, but it feels like it's a little bit extra. And having someone like CM Punk, who is so polarizing, I think it'll work even more. Like, what is the reaction going to be like? People, the internet is going to go ablaze when he starts ripping something on WWE. And that's what they want because it's going to get people talking. This is the perfect hire for that show. I don't disagree. I think that they're going to see the ratings for how much this is going to be for CM Punk. The show's I, never going to rate well because the time slot in no. that channel. But, but here's the thing. They'll be much better than the they have The DVR been. is going to go through the roof yes. for everybody. And no, then, DVR only counts for like a third to the actual ratings. Right. That's why the rating system is so flawed. It is. Because especially with a show like Raw, we all watch on DVR. So that's why you always have to take, especially if it's fucking Nielsen. They're, the, yeah. they're so outdated. Yeah. You need to take it with a grain of salt. Here's the thing I will say. Once they see that people are actually interested, whether uh, WWE backstage... Like, WWE backstage for the first time already was trending worldwide. Mm -hmm. I think it was almost the number one. Will you be watching live tonight? Uh, if I can remember. I've yes. been watching it at, like, midnight, like, because I forget If it's I can on. remember, I will, actually. Yeah. But the thing is, is, like, once they see that CM Punk gets that, that clout, He's going to be there. He shouldn't be there every week because it's not special. Yeah. But I Twice think a month, I believe. But they're going to get, I mean, like, they're going to end up, I assume, ushering, just throwing more money at the situation going, hey, dude, like, seriously, this is the thing that everybody wants to see. They want to see you. They want to see him do stuff. I think if they, I, David Arquette's in promo class tonight, I'm not excited about that at all. That's the one segment where it's not I don't great. want it. I don't, yeah. I don't want it. I think they do a good enough job. I think, I'm. here's the thing. I love Paige. I love Renee. I like the idea of Punk. I think Samoa that's Joe be, was good last Samoa week. Samoa Joe was really good. Yep. Adam Page. Uh, not Adam Page. Sorry. Adam Jesus, Cole. Jesus. Don't sorry. disrespect sorry, him sorry. like that. I have Adam Page They in do the brain. have similar looks, They though. do. But Adam Cole's just way better at Adam Page is way bigger than Adam Cole, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Adam but, Cole's way better at everything. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Sorry, not, they're not even a... Yeah. Not even a, uh, an, an inkling. I'm not even going <laughs> to uh, So... But the thing about it is, like, I, I, something about Booker T where it's like... And, I, of course, you know me. And, like, when I watched last week with Mick Foley... I was just like, yeah, oh, Mick Foley. Jesus Christ. And I know everybody loves him, and they say how great he is and all that stuff. But every time I've met him, we already know, like, I'm not a big fan, whatever. But there's something about it where it's just like we've heard his story 15 times, and it's just everybody knows his story. There's nothing new he can add to it. Like, yes, he's funny, and yes, he's articulate, and all that stuff. But I don't care. Like, I, he's too nice. That's why Punk is great. That's why Paige is great. You know, they they're say not nice. how it is. They're not nice yeah. about it. And even Renee, to a certain point, will be like, this is a shitty segment. And – I like that because it, it what it does is it gives you an authenticity. It gives mm -hmm. you a feeling of honesty that you don't get because wrestling is so fake. Yes, I know people are going to say, Ooh. wrestling is so predetermined. Wrestling is so faked and so formulaic that having that wishy-washy feel every Monday, every Friday, every Wednesday, you get to a point of like you feel like you're in fucking Twilight Zone. But that backstage could be something this is wwe finally catching up with the times right. like their model like for the most part they're start they've evolved with a lot of things but this is something where it's like outdated to not have something like this right and that's why now it's like there's so much potential for the show and i i'm excited to watch every week honestly like it's yeah. i'm i'm excited to see it later with cm punk i've 
whoever they've had on it, I think they have to do a Christian good job. Did a good job too. Christian did too. I love that they're rotating people in and out. It seems yeah. like the only regulars are going to be Renee and Booker, which is fine. I get. I the would Booker prefer thing. honestly, and I know this is going to be whatever, but because Booker's Booker, but I mean, like if you get if you get rid of Booker and you have CM Punk there all the time, people are going to fucking tune in. Yeah, you know, but I also problem. think like I but think the CM be there, Punk really. being on like every other it makes it more special. Yeah, absolutely. So. And people and you, but you. The thing is, is like as an executive, you'll notice the dip, and you'll notice oh, the, you know, the charge. So I think, but that's, that's be on it. you to make sure that the week he's not there to have a big time guest like in studio. Sure, and I think that you know what would be great too is like not that they're going to get a John Cena, but John Cena's never going to Cena's going to be on that show at some point. But he's never going to say anything negative. He's always going to find a political way to say yes, something. You but know, like the, but that's you need people that are vocal. That's the problem. Like you need whether they're on WWE payroll or not. You need somebody that's going to be vocal to make Miz that show. Miz would be good on this show. Miz would be good. But there are certain people that are still WWE people. Of course. That, that but it's also in, it would be in John Cena's character to not do that. So I right. think it's okay. But if you got like – not that you would get a Dean Ambrose anymore. But, I mean, if you got somebody like that that isn't there anymore but maybe can be in a Legends deal, then that would be interesting to me. Like having an old timer go, you know, that's not the way things used to be here, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I'd, I'd like that stuff. They're trying to get AJ Lee too. We'll see. Trying to get the whole we'll power see. couple on whole that power show. couple. Oh, anyway, God. we've talked way into your comeback uh, here. Let's light it up. Okay. Anyway, I can't see his hands, folks. Anyway, my com- literally up here. Okay, my comeback goes to comeback Carl Anderson. What a what's up, jobbers? <laughs> I have never. <laughs> I, I have never it. in my life been more mad at you. That's not true. That's true. No, can you, you can, listen? I first he off, did his job very well. Listen, listen, job. listen. He did uh. not. No, 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 no. Showing off. He Humberto Shimmy Shimmy has no fucking business being anywhere near the fucking mid. Shimmy's about to be a U.S. champion, he motherfucker. Has, he has no fucking business being anywhere where he is. And you know what they had to do? They had to go, mm. hey, Carl, can you go out there and make fucking this guy with his fucking wet hair and his, his jumping around and doing God knows what, sitting there and fucking let's get a good match out of him, Carl. And you know what he does? Wee! He does his fucking um, arm drags. Hum- Humberto hasn't had a bad match in the main roster yet. I'm not but. saying he's got bad matches. What you're I'm just saying jealous is no, that what Carl. I'm, no, Carl, you're burying the lead. Carl Anderson <laughs> had a great match showing how he's a fucking stud. He is an absolute stud, a single star if he wanted to be. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I remember. Carl Anderson <laughs> has a better upside than probably half the roster. I, re- I remember when they, the club came to WWE and you told me that Carl Anderson was a future world champion. And I'm like, dude, he's like 35. Telling and you right now, could be a U.S. champion or a continental oh, champion great, someday. Oh, great, great. Could be. A lot of people have been those. That's fine. Humberto Carrillo is going to have Humberto fucking whatever. Humberto Carrillo. Very, uh, listen, you can't kill my comeback. We I know, have, it's listen, fun. You're, you're such a son of a bitch uh, because it just drives me insane. It's too easy with you. Dude, I'm telling you right now. You, tell me. I'm telling you. Tell you just, me more, you, tell me more. Gonna, Why does he he job? I'm going to fucking strangle uh-huh. your ass. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm losing all my shit. Everything's falling over. Shimmy, shimmy. So here's something shimmy, else that. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna give it to Carl Anderson because it was great to see him on television. It was great to see him actually have a match. It was not a jobber match. He actually <laughs> got some offense in. <laughs> And also, it, look, he made your boy Shimmy Shimmy look good. So, you know what? Because he touched Carl, he gets a U.S. title shot. So, there you go, folks. He beat the O.C. He beat the yeah, fucking O.C. Very quickly, this this part had me. I think you're going to steal this shit from Nicole because I thought this was hilarious. She looked at me while Humberto was flying around doing everything. She goes, oh, Humberto versus Ricochet. 
that should be a match. It would be gymnastical. And I just Ooh, started, I like that. I was like, that is really fucking good. Gymnastical. I'm going to start doing that when I can. So give it up for the wife for that one. So there you go. Yeah, if they ever sign Will Ospreay, then it'd be a true gymnastics routine. Okay. It's true. Wonderful. Can't believe you fucking called Carl Anderson a job, or you fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, wow! What a maneuver! Don't hit the fucking game, That's amateur. You're amateur. Amateur. What, what, it was amateur is you playing with wires right now. Fucking casual. Yep, there it goes. And it fell. Nestle uh, is failing at life right now. But we're in yourself. the big finish, and that means... We're going to talk about NXT War Games. We're going to talk about Ama Savavashma series. And we might hit on a little AEW after that. But first, you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, Anchor, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, archived on YouTube. There you go. Give us five star, five flames. Make sure you like that shit. Um, yeah, we appreciate it. It goes a long way. Jobberknocker.com. That's the website where you can find all those links, as well as a link to Pro Wrestling Tees to buy the shirts. Jobberknocker, Super Hot Fire, and Monday Night Rerun. I believe they're doing a sale next they week, are. our boy TJ said. Yes. So it'd be the perfect time to get one, two, three, four, five, 15 shirts maybe. Uh, Christmas is coming up. Give them the gift of the knocker. Everyone loves knockers for Christmas. Um, but yeah, also on the website, you can find our weekly NWA Power NXT AEW. And NXT UK reports. Great stuff. Also, our predictions for these two events coming up that we're about to talk about will also be available on JobberKnocker.com because our boy DQ does a great job. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram, everywhere you want to be on social media. Also, Twitter at JobberKnocker, at JC of the JK, at DQ of the JK, at Ray Ray of the JK, at Billy D2411, at Joe Pollock47, at TJ of the JK, at The Real Deal B Cox, at Only Aaron Turner, um, and now at WrestleMania. Should we talk about. NXT Did you even do takeover? Is it where is it? I don't even know where it is. Did you? E it's in Chicago, you moron. Chicago. Listen, did you even? Not only did you not talk <laughs> about me, but did you also not say at Jobberknocker? I didn't. Hear I said you. it first, dumbass. Okay, fine. I just want to make I sure. I mixed it up, and I did say your name, and I said at Nestlemania. Anyway, anyway, um, but we're gonna talk about takeover. There's three confirmed matches, one rumored. Yes. So we're gonna pick the rumored one for fun. Triple Threat: Pete Dunne, Klein Dane, and Damian Acha Priest. We'll try that again. Damien Acha Priest. All right, so I don't care who wins I'm this I'm taking Damien Priest. Damn it. Damn it. He's the same guy as me because he's smart. Yeah, Maybe give me we're Damien. both dumb. Dane's probably going to win. I really don't like Um, Next up, uh, we have Finn Balor versus Bro. Give me the Balor. Balor all day long. Yeah, I'm taking the club. I thought you didn't Bottle like the club. Um, next up, we have... One of two War Games matches. First up, we have the team of Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kay Lee Ray. Which team do you think wins? Team Baszler has to win. There's not even a fucking chance. Yeah, because Team Baszler has Shayna Baszler and Io Shirai. Um, yeah, so that's an easy one, I think, but who knows? The I'm one. thinking right now, do you think, do you think, do you think that there's going to be anything specific for the women there where as somebody gets attacked and somebody's going to have to, you know, have Dakota Kai come in and then Dakota Kai turns on them so that the, the Dakota got Dakota Kai is going to play a role in this match. I think the person that they'd take out would probably be Candice LeRae because I don't think they want to take 
the moment. Like Tegan Knox is still too fresh to just eliminate from this match. Mia I think. Yim. <laughs> Mia Yim, I think they're trying to build her as a badass. So I think Candice LeRae is the one that gets attacked, and then maybe Dakota Kai is to come out. That one would make the most sense to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then maybe this is the main event. It might be the woman. Who the hell knows? The Undisputed Era. You know who they are. They're studs. Cole, Fish, O'Reilly, and Strawn, all draped in gold. Take on the team of Tommaso Ciampa, Bask in his glory, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and To Be Announced. All right. First so. off, who is To Be Announced? Because I honestly don't have a clue. I'm trying to rack my brain. I, I don't know. Is there somebody returning from NXT? I don't know. Velveteen Dream? Dream? Oh, Jinx, you owe me a soda. Yeah. He'd, he'd be the logical choice, but if he's not ready, I don't know. The only person I could think of is, like, Tyler Bate, but... Ugh. That's not a. That's not gonna put. I mean, any he's great, but I just yeah, I don't. I. It has to be Velveteen Dream, right? Uh, I think to. I'm gonna say Velveteen Dream. Yeah, and uh, who are you picking? I'm picking the babies in this one. Team Champa, uh, bask in their glory, and uh, feast your eyes on the winners. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go. Sorry, Velveteen Dream. You're saying Velveteen Dream, and then uh, I'm gonna go with the Undisputed Era. All right. U E baby. You think uh, Heel's going to win every match. That's not going to happen. Um, all right. So now we go to Ama Survivor Schmaz. Series of them. A series of many schmaz. Oh, God. So this is going to be fun. This is the drizzling shits. Um, first up, we'll do... Oh, they, literally, <laughs> they literally are calling it a brand supremacy triple threat match. Ugh. United States champion AJ Styles takes on the intercontinental champion Shinsuke Nakamura and the NXT North American champion Roderick Strong. Um, so Nakamura has the chance to become the true master of Strong Styles, but I think AJ Styles wins Sunday and then loses Monday. So, Brand Supremacy, AJ Styles, and Raw. You know, I'm trying to talk myself into Nakamura. I'm I, doing it. I, you know what? I am going to do not? it. I'm going to give it to the knock. The, the knock says. Of the knock. All the right. knock says. Oh, boy. Um, the knock says nothing because he's got an interpreter. Yeah. Next up, we have a five-on-five-on-five five five men's Survivor Stop Series. Stop it. Elimination match. Yeah. Now, what confused me about this, are we doing individual eliminations or team eliminations? Oh, it's going to be 15 people. That's a lot. So we know Team Raw is Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, Ricochet. We know Team SmackDown is Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, and Shorty G, baby! Team NXT, we have no fucking clue. My assumption is going to be like, whoever doesn't die the night before in war games and is healthy enough to compete will be in this match with maybe a surprise. Um, we talked about this off the air, but we both hope that Triple H is not involved, yes, even though apparently there is a push out. from corporate to want him to be involved in it. I don't think he will be, but, uh, I think Team SmackDown's taking this one. Wow. Um, when, with the combination of Roman Reigns, Braun Bang. Strowman, and King Corbin, Bang. and Shorty G, and Mustafa Ali, that's pretty dominant. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. We do that every week. Going with NXT. Wow. You're picking the banged up. I'm picking. Underdogs. I'm picking. I'm. I'm picking. This is how nuts I am. I'm picking five people I don't even know to beat ten people that are established and all have storylines. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, Raw is just like Randy Orton, Ricochet eliminating each other. Drew McIntyre is probably gonna be mad at Kevin Owens. Seth Rollins sucks. So yeah, see ya. I'm telling you. All right, NXT baby, you ready? 
Team Raw. Okay, this is another five on five on five uh, women's Survivor Series elimination match. This is my least Team favorite. Team Raw, Charlotte Flair, Natalia, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Sarah Logan. Welcome back. Uh, haven't seen you in a year. They all have shitty people on their teams. Team SmackDown has Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross versus Team NXT, which is TBA. It won't have Shayna Baszler, though. Um, but I would assume it's some combination of Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, and all them. Um, this one, what team is Charlotte Flair on? Raw, give me Raw. Ooh. Really? Maybe Dana Brooke will be the sole survivor. I don't know. She's I not your know. enemy. This one's hard to pick. I think this is the hardest one to pick because I just have no fucking clue. I'm going to go. Can you do Oh, okay. I'm trying to envision everybody. They're, they all have shitty people, so. Well, Team Raw's shitty person is Sarah Lona, Logan. Team SmackDown has Dana Brooke. I'm going to go with Team SmackDown. Yeah. Sasha, Carmella, Lacey, Nikki. I don't know why. I don't know why. Well, that's because the boss is the best, right? I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's necessary. Next up, we have a brand supremacy triple threat tag team match. Holla, holla, holla. Ugh. The Viking Raiders, uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions, take on the New Day, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, who take on the Undisputed Era, the NXT Tag Team Champions, who are coming off a War Games match. Um, I think they're taking the pin in this match, but uh, I feel like the Viking Raiders need it the most, but Kofi must pose. Give me the New Day. Wow, Kofi must pose. He deserves it, man. I'm trying to speak it into existence. Make Kofi Kingston bigger than Hulk Hogan. Well, uh, you're not going to get any disagreement from me, but I will say this much. I think this is going to be a disqualification. None of this. You can't get disqualified in a triple threat match. Hold on, hold on. I'll say this much. It's not a disqualification. It is going to be a no contest because here's what's going to happen. AOP is going to kill all three of these teams. Best thing you've ever said. It's going to kill. So I'm going to say no contest because, quite frankly... It's a no contest. That's the best thing you've ever said. You down with AOP? Yeah, you know me. Kill all three of them. All Next three up, of them. We have a brand supremacy triple threat match between the Raw Women's Champion Gross. Becky Lynch, the SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey, and the NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler. Now, you said a few weeks ago that you would guarantee that Bailey was winning this match. Have you changed your mind? Fuck no. Bailey all day. I long. like it. You know what's going to actually happen? Bailey's going to tap out to Shayna Baszler. This will be NXT's one win on the night, will be Shayna Baszler. Because honestly, she could be the best woman upon all, with all the rosters. Okay. So yeah. Next up, we have the portion of the pay-per-view that actually matters. Ooh. The two title matches. Wow. First up, we have a singles match for the WWE Universal Championship match. This is also a... What's up, jobbers? Jobber alert. The Fiend Ray Wyatt defends against the aforementioned Daniel Bryan. And <laughs> The Fiend wins. The aforementioned Daniel Bryan. Uh, between you making fun of Carl <laughs> and making fun of Daniel Bryan, you're lucky there's a table. You're lucky there's a table. I don't uh, push you through it. Clearly, The Fiend is winning, but how dare you dismirch, dismirch the name of Daniel Bryan. Honestly, I think it's most likely that Bryan wins by DQ, so we'll both be wrong. But whatever. Next up, we have what I assume would be the main the event. Main event. No. It is a no holds barred for no supremacy of the brand, but actually for the WWE Championship. The workhorse of WWE defends his, I almost said universal, the WWE Championship against Buyaka Buyaka Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio? I, I, like, I That's what happens when you drink coffee too fast, bud. I needed the coffee, man. I couldn't even, I almost fell asleep at my back appointment earlier. Um, so yeah, um, is this, is Rey Mysterio going to get one last run here? Not even a little. Not even a little. 
This is this is the most I've been interested in Rey Mysterio, but I don't think this this guy is going to be flying through a pizza like an F5. Just rare it is. <laughs> Toss him up, throw the sauce on him, and then just splat him down on the ground. That's what's happening. I'm assuming Brock Lesnar is going to be the champion through WrestleMania, but I don't know, man. Give me Bork Laser all day long, baby. Give I me mean, Bork. it should go. Are to the... you going to go with Rey Mysterio? It should go. Hold to... on, hold on. Are you going to go with Rey Mysterio? I think you're talking yourself into I'm this right now. About it. I think if you have balls right now, I'm letting you know right now. I don't have balls. I'm telling you right now. You can't goat me like I go you. It doesn't work on me. Hold on. I know this. I know this. However, we said that there was going to be a Mandy uh, shirt bet, and we're not getting it. I'm not betting on Rey Mysterio. Well, I just want to see how much much balls you. Psychopath. I'm not even pick him. He's facing the workhorse of the company, Brock Lesnar. I'm just asking. The man who finally got a few weeks off, well-deserved, after he was on like 18 shows the week of Saudi Arabia. this is the best showing that Rey Mysterio has had in a long time. That's what I mean. That lead pipe is his best friend, folks. If this was a regular match, I'd pick Mysterio because DQ would make sense, but... You're not gonna. You don't have enough nuts to do it, do you? I told you I don't have. You can't goat me, man. It doesn't. I know. Work like I'm, that. I'm just asking. I'm too. I think with my brain, not my dick. Unless Give it's me Mandy Brock Rose. Lesnar. Anyway, let's move on. Yes or no? I Ray or with Brock? My, my brain with Mandy Rose. She's All right, so we're putting the, down Mandy for this one then. Mandy's the best female performer. So Mandy's gonna beat Brock and and Brock and Ray. is going to beat Mysterio. Okay, there we go. There we go. But I don't feel good sense. about it. You should feel good about it because you're you you just you know, you made the right decision. You know it'd be cooler if Mysterio won and then Andrade beat him and Andrade was WWE champion. Not gonna fucking happen. Andrade's got like six more years before that happens. That's way too long. Still waiting hey, on Braun, aren't we? The minute he puts that ring on Charlotte, he's getting a belt around his waist. Do the right thing, Andrade. Do the right thing. Like you make it sound like it's such a like it's such a chore. They're pretty Do the great. right they're, thing. Honestly, they're pretty great together. I was gonna say it, it makes sense. They're happy. Leave them yeah, alone. It makes sense. Leave them alone. I like it. Anyway, that's everything from the Schma series, yes? You said you had some AEW takes. Yes, I just want to say very I want to quickly. hear them. They're not takes. I just thought they were good oh, stuff. Come on. Give me takes. Pa- so, look. Page versus Hangman. Yeah. Page versus Hangman. Sorry. Page versus Pac. It was actually a very, very good match. Rerun. It was still good. It was still a great match. Go back and watch it. Uh, Who won? Uh, Pac. Yeah, exactly. That's what? the way it should so be. They just they did the WWE thing. They faced three times. They 50-50 booked it. They gave Paige the win, but they gave Pac his stuff back immediately. No one complained about it, though, because it's not WWE. Just saying. Anyway, Jericho and MJF have a great promo. However, it was uh, ruined by Cody's botch uh, power slam, but that's all right. It is what it is. You're blaming that on Cody? No, it's, it's I think it was Jericho. It's Jericho because yeah. he's old and saggy, but that's fine. Yeah. It's just a little <laughs> bit of the... I literally, I was saying to Cap, I was like, that was awesome. It was that a little bit botch, of a like, It was fucking incredible. Like, that... On a, we, we, can, we make fun of botches all the time. Right. You know what makes wrestling better? Botches like that. That's why old school wrestling was so good, because it was so fucking sloppy. <laughs> Everyone loved the good Sabu match. Come on. Sabu? I know. I um, Sabu. I can't Sabu. Fucking, I never say it correctly. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that. Um, I will say, though, the MGF. Uh, MGF. There you yeah. go. MJF Jericho promo was very similar to the Jericho KO promo a few years ago. Bad creative, right? Nope. It was. Seriously, go back and watch. Someone like tweeted out the clip. I was like, holy shit. Like the talking at the same time and all that shit. Like crisscross compl- applesauce. Complete ripoff, man. Which you know what? It was There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying there's a double standard. It is. And of course, I have to pop for this because I thought this guy's fucking awesome. They're not gonna give him the championship right away, but I fucking love this. Lucha Soros. What a fucking unbelievable that was show. Pretty great. Yeah, I that was love pretty great. that. I love that man. Seven foot tall, can do spin kicks for days. I just I cannot I cannot take my eyes off of this man. You know what? If there was a mid card title, give that man that mid card title because I am all in on the on the Luchasaurus. You know what my dream matches? Luchasaurus versus Braun. 
Hell yeah. Oh yeah. That would be oodles of fun. Oodles. When we oodles. have Survivor Series next year after WWE buys AEW, oh, Jesus. that's the match I want. Very quickly, I wanted to say uh, Io Shirai and Mia uh, Yim decided to kill each other in that ladder match. I thought that was yeah. definitely something that you want to talk about. As much as I give shit about Mia Yim, you know, screwing everything up and all that stuff. She that was, was a good, she, that was a fun match. She she took a beating. They both took a beating. And I, I got to say, there's a reason why that was the main event. It was well done. Um, and I'm glad that both of them are okay. And it seems like they're going to be ready for, you know, war games and hopefully Survivor Series. So, uh, again, I usually eat crow on certain things that I say. So I want to say that, that that match made me eat crow because it was a good match. So that's what I want to say about that. I wouldn't recommend eating crow. I hear it's disgusting. It just tastes like yuck. Anything else you got there, JC boy? Um, what does AEW have booked for tomorrow night? Uh, who cares? Wow. Who cares? Your boy, uh, well, our boy. I will say this, though. Because I love Scorpio Sky like you love Scorpio Sky. Oh, my Sky. God, do I But ever. is his finisher really just a roll-up? I mean, Every hey. match he wins is a roll-up. He's the package kid. What's his actual finisher? Seriously. I think he does a double stomp or some okay. random thing. I'd like, like to see that in his next match because I really like him. And by the way, that fucking SCU entrance. Like, oh yeah. they're like the most uncoolest cool guys ever. Like, Christopher Daniels and Kazarian are like so old, generic. But like the three of them together... Like, it's fucking electric. I want SCU versus the Street Profits. I knew you were going to say electric. The electricity of that building would fucking explode. SCU! We want the smoke. SCU! Oh, my God. Like, that right there, that's what I want. That would be fucking phenomenal. Okay. Phenomenal. That was great. Oh, my God. That entrance right, was enough, enough, spectacular. Enough, enough, enough. I think that's pretty much everything. Anything else? No, you're good? Um, no, sure you got to talk about something mediocre. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to end the program here. That's what we're going to do. Okay. So thank you for listening to the Jobber Knocker, and I hope you enjoy Survivor Series and War Games and everything else in between. We will be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. <laughs> He's turning. 